0: This program is brought to you by babawaymedia.org, overseen by the Uloga Church of Christ in Uloga, Oklahoma. You're listening to "Contending for the Crown" with
1: Kristen Rau. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to "Contending for the Crown." I hope you are having a wonderful day. Today we are continuing our study on how to be a soldier of Christ, and today is our second-to-last lesson in this study. I hope you have been enjoying and learning from these lessons as much as I have. We will be looking at the Sword of the Spirit today. A soldier's armor can't be complete without a weapon. The Roman soldier's sword was called a gladius. It was a great sword for battle. It was made of iron, was two-edged, and had a very sharp tip. Its blade was about 25 inches long, and it had either a wooden or a cast-iron hilt. Being only 25 inches long, it was short enough for close combat. It was great for battle because when used by a skilled soldier, it was quick and effective. The weapon of our warfare as Christians is the sword of the Spirit. Ephesians 6.17 And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The Christian sword is the inspired, inerrant Word of God. 2 Timothy 3.16 All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit inspired the Word of God. 2 Peter 1.20-21 Knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. 2 Samuel 23.2 The Spirit of the Lord speaks by me. His word is on my tongue. When we look at the sword of the Spirit compared with the rest of the armor of God, we realize that the sword is based in offense, while the other pieces are based in defense. Why is this important to note? Offense is all about winning, while defense just tries to keep the other team from winning. We use the sword or the Bible to actively fight against Satan. After we wield our sword, then we move in. How does the sword help us attack Satan? Firstly, we use the Word of God to boldly proclaim the truth. Ephesians six nineteen through 20 and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. 1 Thessalonians 2.2 2. But though we had already suffered and been shamefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we had boldness in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in the midst of much conflict. Secondly, we can take what we know and teach those who we think are unreachable. Ephesians 3.5 Which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Hebrews 4.12 For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit of joints and of morrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Lastly, the sword allows us to destroy the lies of Satan that we so often get tangled up in. 2 Corinthians 104 4-6 For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Let us be sure to have our sword ready for every attack Satan brings on. Join me again next week as we finish up our study. Until then, remember to always and in every way be contending for the crown.
0: Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting us at BibleWaveMedia.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we encourage you to please share this program, to like it on social media. Thank you for being with us today.